from Triple Wisconsin, the hardcore icon, Brandon Scott Noon. And join with us, your co-host, from St. Cloud, Florida, the king of bong style, Jojo Valvano. This is the One Shot Killers pod. Boom. What's up, brother? Uh, not much, bro. Just uh, got home. Now I'm chilling in the garage. Put uh, some smoke. What you up to? Just about a smoke as well. Hell yeah. So, Let me know when you're what ready. Do you think oh. oh, I'm already, I'm already ready, bro. I already got this fucking bowl pack. I just got to sit down. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> Shit, man. Let's get talking about this awesome dynamite. All right. We see what was uh, the. We I got to off. see. I got to see the thing stuff. We kicked I don't off know with um, the first match was um, a tag team tornado street fight, Sting and Darby versus Two Point Oh, that's right. And it was Sting and Darby, I believe, that won, if I'm correct. Right. Yeah. And actually, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston came out first, but then they got jumped by 2.0 and Garcia. And that's when they came out and said, Sting, Darby, get your fucking asses out here and let's, let's start it now. And it, it basically started. Oh, Man, that sounds fucking awesome. See, I didn't get yeah, to see bro. all that. I got to bro. see some of I can't even believe to tell you how fucking good Sting is in that ring still. Like, holy shit. See, that's the Sting I wish we could have seen in WWE. Like, he's still, you know, some of these guys, if you were good in your prime, you know, you're, you might be a step slower, but you're not going to lose it, you know? It. Sting looked awesome though. Like it, it was a good match. Everybody got some good move moves in, and Sting got the victory, which was fucking awesome. Like he fucking, he did the scorpion um death or the scorpion fucking something. I forgot what the hell that move is. Death scorpion. drop or death drop? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Death drop. Yeah, but he did that to both of them, and fucking just oh my god, didn't fuck up, didn't botch it. Perfect. Fuck yeah. So, so I got to to thinking about this too. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, But I got to thinking, so, because we never did finish the episode from, I believe as far back, because we keep starting them, but, uh, you know, then we, I know internet's been an issue, but I I think... um, you know, the one from Monday, we weren't able to finish, too. So, I don't know if you want to go back and finish that, or... Um, to... I mean, it, I feel like I'm going to sum it up real quick. If you've seen one Raw, you've seen them all. So. Yeah, I don't, honestly, Raw's not my type of flavor right now. I really don't want to talk about it. It's... All right, then we'll continue with Dynamite. The, the next good thing, though... um. It was, I guess, um, Sammy married his, or proposed to his girl. I guess that was the major announcement. And then he faced um, 
fucking fuck. What is this? A perfect ten. God damn it! What a Spears. I mean, yeah, Sean Spears. Yeah, but um, it was a really good match, and damn, fucking Spears took a fucking. You gotta see that match. I don't want to spoil it for you, but see, you gotta... I knew it. I knew that was gonna be good as soon as I seen the um, match card earlier, and um, I even said that fuck uh, it was it was Sean Spears versus this is fucking talking clearly. <laughs> I already forgot who Sean Spears' opponent was, and you forgot it was Sean Spears. <laughs> it was Sean Spears versus Darby, wasn't it? Say that again. Sean Spears versus Darby? No, it was Sean Spears versus Sammy. Oh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things you can look at on the card. That's what I was trying to say. And you know it's going to be fucking great. And then they go out there. Because I did get to see that one when we were eating. Um, I had it on quiet on my phone, but I was still watching it a little bit. And it's one of those things when you see it on paper, you already know it's going to be great. And then you watch it, and it's even better than what you thought it was going to be. The crowd makes it better, I feel. And they were fucking lit tonight. They were just loud. And I wish the WWE crowd were like that, man. Because you can take something good, and then that crowd comes in, and they can make it even better. That's the the company's fault, honestly. They need to make a better product, and we'll get invested and get exciting. And go nuts and yeah, but they don't got now, the crowd can also fuck things up. You gotta remember this. One, being impatient. Two, uh look at um and you can say this is WWE's fault, but this is also the fans' fault, but they're not gonna admit it. And that's that with the carrying crossing, he's got three wins in a row right now. All right. And instead of capitalizing on it like uh, the fans should and the company should. It's not going to go anywhere. And I'm going to tell you why it's not going to go anywhere. It's not because Scarlet, not because of booking or anything like that. It's due to the fact of you got them chanting Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. And be- and it really came from Matt Hardy's post uh, on Twitter where he's like, I thought my brother uh, won the NXT title already. And then Internet Trolls took that and ran with it. And, of course, you know, that means it makes its way into the arena. They even had to uh, rebook re- – I mean, not rebook, re- redo NXT because they couldn't get the fans to stop chanting Hardy at Cross at one point. Yeah, the like I said, the fans can be shit too, but uh, they said, I guess, they also said that they were going to have a, a surprise for everyone to stay because it was over. But they retaped it and did the same shit and got fooled. And that's WWE for you. Right. And but see, here's the thing though. That's smart of WWE. That is very smart. If you don't want them chaining Hardy, who's not even on the show, so it's irrelevant. All right, what are you gonna do? All right, let that crowd get it up in systems. Yeah, you're gonna cheer loud. Cheer loud for Jeff. All right, then at the end of the night, because y'all want to act, it's just like uh, students in the classroom. You got to get them to all be quiet when they start acting up. All right, so at the end of the day, we're going to come back and we're going to redo it and you're going to do it right. And that's exactly what happened. 
Agreed. But I will say this. I I'd rather them do that than ever do the fucking piped in crowd noises. That shit, uh, to me, it's disrespectful because it's like, why do I buy a ticket to go to your event? But if you're just going to pipe in noise over the noise that I'm making. Bro, I feel like they do that for Goldberg. There's no way people are fucking cheering that loud for him. No way in hell. <laughs> have you been on uh, Twitter lately? No, I don't have Twitter. Twitter. Oh. Uh, well, for some reason, he's actually pretty over online right now. Um, and I don't, and uh, they've even got a name for uh, Goldberg's son now. Uh, they're calling him Sunberg. <laughs> I, I don't understand why he's fucking over. This man is terrible. He almost killed The Undertaker. Yep. Or do you like him? Like, be honest. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> 90s and early 2000s Goldberg, yes. Um, I'd say Goldberg now. I don't know. Uh, see, this really depends. Because, all right, do you got to, once again, it comes to what are you going to expect and what are you looking to expect. So with Goldberg, I know I'm not going to get a classic technical match like I could get with uh, Cesaro. So I'm not even going to try to hold him to that standard. You know, that's like somebody expecting a Kazuka Akata match out of me and you. It's just not going to happen. All right. So I look at that, and then I look at what does what got what do people get excited about with Goldberg? Well, he's loud, he's big, and well, I guess I can't. That's about it. Okay, and he's got two good moves. Okay, because you got to admit he can he make he hits a pretty damn good speaker. All right. Well, anyways, bro, that spear he did on Monday was fucking awful. Oh yeah, the one on Monday was fucking dog shit. Absolutely and the one awful, and that's what it's gonna be on. I was talking about his younger self did a good spear. Let me rephrase that. His younger self did a good spear. But no, the spear with um Ziggler at SummerSlam. That yeah, was really fucking good. One, but I still wanted Ziggler to fucking win. I know you did. Uh, I wish they did more with Ziggler, but that's a, he's another topic. Uh, but with Goldberg, you know, he also brings a 90s nostalgia. And this is why he's always going to get over. Um, it's because 90s, the 90s were the biggest time in wrestling history. It's when they drew the most fans and uh, had the uh, biggest ratings on TV. They really were primetime television. But just like anything that's popular, it becomes unpopular with time. Okay. Well, I love you. All right. But yeah, so just like anything with time, uh, you know, it kind of fades away. And then it's time for something new. And this is a WWE problem because, honestly, if I'm Goldberg and they're offering me X amount of dollars to come do this match, I, I'm sorry, I ain't turning it down, so... Um, you know, this really comes down to a WWE problem of what's old is no longer in style. You know, just like with uh, popular shit and toys that sell, you got to come up with something new and it's going to sell. Now, sometimes what's old is new again, and this is not the first instance of it that we've seen. I can, for instance, I'll name Beyblades. They were popular in the early 2000s. They got popular again in 2013. 
that's a 10 year span, man. Uh, but, and that's sometimes what wrestlers can do because Goldberg was away from the ring since 04. Didn't come back till what? 2017. Yeah. He, of course he took Owen's fucking momentum too. Yeah, I didn't see. I don't agree with him facing top young guys because if they did him like a uh, showman with the you know weak jobber guy, he comes out, beats him in two minutes. There's your Goldberg match, and that's well, it. People, in all honesty, yeah, in all honesty, you know, they just put the belt on Strowman because Big Dog Roman wasn't around. That's 100% true. He wasn't even supposed to uh, WrestleMania 36. If we go to that, say the COVID virus never happens, Strowman never gets put in that match. Strowman never becomes champion. That's the sad truth. Because if Roman was still there, I guarantee you, like I said, Oldberg versus Roman would have been the main event. Roman would have won. And then Roman would have killed Bray's momentum. He would have killed Strowman's momentum. Like, fuck. And that's and Roman would I don't think would ever turn heel. Yeah, see, I, I just I don't know. I I still don't like Roman as a heel either. It's just this guy just doesn't. He's not my type. He'll never be. Sure, he's over, and you know, he doesn't got to be my type or your type if he's over and he makes the company money. They're going to push him, and, you know, it took him a long fucking time to be over. I really think if they would have made him heel in 2015, you know, maybe yours and my opinion would be different. I don't know. Like, same with Cena. When he was going up against Kane, when Kane returned with the mask, and against Zack Ryder, and Zack Ryder was super fucking over, if Cena would have turned heel then, I wonder how that could have worked out for him instead of ruining Zack Ryder's career. I don't I don't think Cena would ever turn heel and honestly it don't bother me because it, it's crazy though that Cena is still more over than Well you gotta think it's John fucking Cena. Like, do you hear the crowds when Cena comes out? Like he gets monster pops. Oh, yeah, but that's how he's always been, though. You've always had half the arena going, we want Cena, Cena sucks. It's like more of the crowd wants him now. It's like like that when you push, when we all wanted him gone, and then when he was gone, the company just wasn't good. I, you know, I agree with that. And it's kind of like um, an ex-girlfriend type deal. You don't know what you had until it's gone. Same with Cena. Because I'll be first one to say, man, I, I rooted against him again with Brock, Punk, Brian, Rollins, AJ, Corbin. Um, every man he's ever faced at SummerSlam, I rooted against him. I wanted the other guy every time. Randy. But see, I loved the match. I swear, man, it's my favorite SummerSlam match of all time. Uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar versus Cena at the 2014 SummerSlam. Cause here is the guy that has buried everybody. And at the time, the current WWE champion. 
All right. He's toppled them all. He's even top. He even toppled Brock Lesnar, his opponent that year, in his first major return feud. All right, Cena is the golden shovel if there ever was a golden shovel besides Triple H and Vince McMahon. All right, and so to see him get the ass whooping that he deserved for years, it was truly beautiful. I'll, I'll still never forget the fucking um, Firefly. Firefly Funhouse one when Bray made him look like an evil fucking master that he is. Oh, I know. That was fucking brilliant. And I wish they would have done that kind of match at WrestleMania 36 with Randy Orton because Randy Orton's another guy that if he didn't like you in the past, you know, we're talking probably about 08 or 09, you know, he got you fired. And that's exactly what he did to Mr. Kennedy, actually. Um, So... You know, and then what happened, Randy Orton uh, actually got his ass uh, beat the hard way and bled uh, for real by Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, actually. Yeah, that's I've seen that just a couple days ago. That shit gushing blood. You know, Chris Jericho actually wanted to beat Brock Lesnar's ass for that. He knew he was going to lose, but he thought that it wasn't planned and that, um, you know, fucking... Brock had just beat the shit out of him for real. And, well, it turns out it actually it wasn't planned to Randy, but um, I guess Vince had told him to go out there and do it. Say that again? So, with uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, beating up Randy, that shit was legit. And uh, fucking... Uh, Chris Jericho wanted to beat Lesnar's ass uh, for hurting Randy. Yeah, that that shit looked like it was legit when I seen it. He was gushing and gushing and gushing. And they were like, stop, stop, stop. Right. You got to think he's using his fucking elbows, too. And he's got some meaty fucking elbows on him. So, do you know, that's like getting hit with a club. That's when Shane got F5, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a crazy SummerSlam. I hope this Sunday or this Saturday is good. I keep forgetting it's on Saturday. Yeah, I know. I don't like WWE putting uh, pay-per-views on Saturday. They've always been on Sunday. That's the way, you know, yeah. I look at it. Let AEW keep Saturdays. Exactly. And that's I guarantee you that's why they moved it. They're going to be on Saturdays on Full Gear, so the next pay-per-view will be a Saturday. I, I hope they go right. back to Saturdays, though. For and what would WWE do just to say, fuck you? I, I don't – I wouldn't – honestly, I wouldn't put it under them because I know how they are. They're petty. They, they like did it to WCW. What? And that's, they, they did it to WCW. You put the uh, – WCW pay-per-view on a Saturday, right? And then WWE just so happens to put their pay-per-view on the same day. They did it to WCW. They're going to do it to um, uh, AEW. And that's when they're going to lose, I feel, because AEW, if it happens, man, which I'm I'm being told it will, this Friday is going to beat the whole fucking weekend in one fucking hour. Oh, yeah. If CM Punk is on that show, it will definitely beat the hour. 
but CM Punk would have to be there. See, they announced the matches, and Darby wasn't featured, so I wonder if he's just going to show up and call out Punk and challenge him at All Out, and Punk just shows up with no music, and the whole fucking place is just fucking losing it. That's right. And, you know, I wouldn't put it on Rampage, because while it is in Chicago, I... You know, the fans, if you're going to make this a big moment, your pay-per-views are where your big moments are supposed to happen. But I do believe we're going to see something. and Because, like I said, I think when it comes to the booking of Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and AEW, they're constantly getting uh, more and more roster members. So, you know, we've seen the tease of... uh, Murphy and everybody else. So, I, you know, you can't put all of your these new signings on to one show. And so, you know, maybe having a punk debut at Rampage would be a good idea. But at the same time, when it's that big signing, that like, you know, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are two of the biggest signings AEW probably will ever get. Because you're not going to get somebody like CM Punk who's been away from the ring for such a long period of time. People ha- are, have been craving and anticipating him every year for a long fucking time. I'm going to say years. You're not going to ever be able to recreate that, you know? So I believe that's something I would say for a pay-per-view. Daniel Bryan, you know, as much as I love Daniel and he is a top guy and deserves that pay-per-view debut, he, we just seen him at WrestleMania, you know? He hasn't been off the ring that long. People are still, you know, he's still fresh in everybody's head. I believe the pay-per-view debut should go to CM Punk. I agree. And honestly, man, I, I, I got goosebumps right now just talking about this shit. Like, this man, if this man just, he doesn't even have to play his music. Just let him walk onto that stage and let the fans fucking just chant. I want to hear it. I want to hear what they have. Like, I want to hear the welcome back that we've been waiting for. Exactly. And here's the crazy fucking thing, too. He doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to touch nobody. He can literally go out there, fart, and walk away. And he's still going to get a reaction. Uh, Honestly, man, I'm trying to think of a reaction as big as this, like, I want to say WrestleMania 20, Bedwall, Eddie, that's the last big moment I could think that was so historic. This is the next big thing right here. I would say the closest thing, bro, is actually going to be Edge's on ring return, because they're very similar. Uh, I mean, sure, CM Punk was just gone because he got better at the company, and Edge was gone from the company because he had to retire from his neck, but uh, you know, the rumors came in about Edge. People knew for weeks, um, some fucking how, that he was going to be at the Royal Rumble. But, so even though you already knew it was coming, when that, you think you know me, fucking hit, uh, man, I jumped, I popped, I screamed like a fucking child. I was so happy. And, uh, you know... It's going to be one of those type moments. You're not going to be able to control yourself because it's 
you know, CM Punk, Edge, Daniel Bryan. These are mine. And, you know, I mean, Edge has been with us and so is CM Punk. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of indie shows back when I was younger. But, you know, these are guys that have been with us our, almost our whole childhoods, uh, Edge our whole childhood. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, really, that's our whole middle school years, you know, sixth grade uh, up till eight you know, when CM Punk left. And so it's like, you're, these are the moments that you want back. And when, when it happens, it's going to, you're not going to be able to contain yourself because you're getting a part of your life back almost. And that's why when no more words comes on, like for me with Jeff Hardy, I don't give a fuck who his opponent is. I'm cheering Jeff Hardy because that's a time in my life of when I was the happiest. This, you know, you get every Friday, after school, you run to that fucking TV, basically. And if you're not playing the game or doing your homework, you are waiting for SmackDown to come on because you want to see these guys. And I can't wait to say that CM Punk is going to be wrestling ever, uh, just about every week again. He's going to be on TV, bro, again. I, I say, like I said, have Darby come out after all the shit. And just have Punk come out, and they look at each other and say, "We all, we all know it's all out. It's gonna be." Just imagine that Punk versus Darby gets featured on Friday, and they announce it for All Out. How many more tickets will get fucking filled in that place? Oh, bro, you would. I'm. It already sold out without one match being named on the card because they were waiting for CM Punk. So if this actually does happen. And honestly, if they were going to do that, they should have done it last week or even week before so the tickets had time to sell. But anyways, uh, fucking, you're going to have to put extra seats. If, and if you cannot put extra seats, your pay-per-view buys um, on your BR Live, your uh, cable Comcast, wherever they're fucking uh, able to sell the pay-per-view, they're going to go through the roof. And... There's no denying that. You know, when Jericho uh, went to New Japan and did the match with Omega, fucking, it was a last-minute decision, but he was able to increase pay-per-view buys by over 100, I think like 50% or some shit like that. Yeah, but honestly, with what happened with um, Moxley debuting at All Out 1, I, I just... I honestly think Punk should show up there, but I think it's honestly like I, I think they're they're it's got to happen fucking Friday too because now what if my biggest fear is what if Punk's not as good as we remember him? I'm sure, like I know I'm sure he's I know have a little rust, but right because I, I was about to say I know nobody's wanted to say it, but you know that's a, always a fear. I mean. If you see like Sting go like he did tonight, it probably shouldn't be in my in my head like it is. But I'm just thinking, damn, what if he's not like the CM Punk that I remember? He has been out of the ring. Or he's been out of the ring for like eight years, so I wouldn't. I don't think he's gonna be the Punk from 2013. But just give him a little time. He'll he'll get there. Right. He'll get there. I believe in him. I have enough belief in that man that he's gonna be. I, I hope one day AEW World Champion. But I don't want it. I don't really want that now. I just want to see him. 
Right. Now, see, here's the problem. You know with one of them. It doesn't matter if it's Daniel or if it's Punk. Uh, one of them is going to be pushed right to the top, and the other is going to earn their way up. I think, and I honestly think, Punk's going to be the one that's going to be pushed to the top. And I think Daniel Bryan, while he's going to be pushed to the top, he's going to have to, in a sense, work for it a little bit more, only because, once again, his debut does not have that big factor that CM Punk's does. Honestly, like, I know he's got to be the world champion one day. Like, there's no way he's going to return and not want to be champion. Exactly. His biggest thing, bro, was he never made event under WrestleMania. That's the only reason he left the company was because he didn't main event um, 28, 29, 27. Like, he's never main evented a pay-per-view. He wanted to main event a pay-per-view. That's all he and- wants, man. That's literally all he fucking wanted. That one main event. Right. So now double or nothing, because that was their first pay-per-view. Uh, that's the one I look at as like your WrestleMania, because uh, that was their first yearly show. It should always be treated as their biggest show in my mind. I feel like, you know, you have him win the title then and not a moment before because – he wants that big win on the biggest stage. Well, AW stage is not as big as WrestleMania, but the stage that they do offer has to be double or nothing in my mind. Yeah, All Out is fucking SummerSlam to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I would say Full Gear is probably. Yeah, Survivor Series. And then what's the other one? Revolution is Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I kind of, and I like it. You know, I realize. Right. And that's all they need. Like if WWE really, because sometimes they overproduce content. It's not even that their matches or their storylines can, are bad, even though sometimes they are. When you also overproduce, People get sick of the shit. That's like why when you said uh, put Rampage at two hours, I'm thinking, no. That would be like putting SmackDown at three hours, you know? You, you love Rampage something. will be two hours. I guarantee you. Just wait. It will be. No way in hell that show is staying one hour, man. I'm telling you. It's going it's, to uh, – it's the new dynamite. Like, it's going to be fucking – just wait. <laughs> Right, and see, that's what I worry about because, like, you know, wrestling, they give you – when they give you what you want, sometimes it tends to not be what you want. And like Raw, back in the day, three-hour Raws only happened, one, if somebody, if somebody died, or two, it was a big occasion. But when they happened, people were actually genuinely happy and excited for it and because they didn't get it all the time. And two-hour Raws, just like two-hour SmackDowns now, they leave you wanting more. Uh, that one-hour Rampage, it, that sure as hell didn't feel like a finish. Uh, it, but, you know, at the end of that match, uh, I really thought, like, you know, where's the main event? I ain't even going to lie to you. But at the same time, it, they satisfy you just enough 
to where you want more. You want to see what happens next week. And that's the biggest thing is you don't want to overproduce too much content because they already have AW Dark, AW Dark Evolution, AW Dynamite, and now um, AW Rampage. And that's slowly taking on a WWE style. Whereas we have NXT, Raw, SmackDown, Main Event, uh, 205 Live, which I don't even know how to fuck that still around. Uh, NXT UK, and then a bazillion pay-per-views. But see, the the thing with Elevation and Dark, that's that's the younger, younger guys and women. Like I feel like Dynamite and Rampage will be for the the big stars. Not saying they're not stars, but the the now, the ones that are really good at what they're doing. Because honestly, two good shows, I'm fine with that. I am totally fine with that. Right. And see, now with their young guys, I like what they're doing. And that, so, and, and you see, that's what NXT is actually about to do. Uh, and that I was making that comparison with somebody else earlier is the way AEW uh, Dark is, where they're focused on younger guys who are maybe in their early to mid 20s. That's what they're, that's what, at least in their minds, they want NXT to be. And because you're not going to have NXT be the future of your company if you're producing guys that are already in their uh, mid to, mid 30s, uh, early 40s. You know, that's guys that should be winning your WWE championships. I agree. But actually, let's get back to Dynamite. Because honestly, um, the. Um, I'm sorry. The one part I liked, there was, I, I think the Lucha Brothers are turning on Pac. I really see that happening. So I have a quick question. Whatever happened to that six-man uh, tag title? I don't know, man. I really don't. Like, they keep saying it's coming, but I, I do not know when. I am ready for it, though. AEW has more tag teams and factions than any company that I can recall. At at one uh, time, at one certain time, I believe they're the only company. It would make sense if WWE did it. It'd feel stupid outside the New Day, you know. So I really think like if they're gonna do it, pull the trigger. And I thought for sure they they were about to, but then they were like, "No, nah, I'm right." I think they're waiting. Like they're they more. That's the thing with AEW. They like to wait on things, and I like it. Because when it happens, it's going to be awesome. But I think it's soon. I really do. All right. And so, and which that would be cool because I did see that they um, they changed the TNT title uh, with uh, Miro. Now it's a white trap. Yeah, I've seen that too. I don't like this TNT title. Uh, honestly, I don't. I like the one that Darby held. But that's the thing. They get to change it, so it's. I see that's a good thing. Every person gets to the thing to their own type of, I guess, cool design. Yeah, but I feel like that also can sometimes hurt the title. Like, you know, this is probably one of the most debated things ever was, you know, with John Cena going from the traditional titles to the spinner title 
and hardcore wrestling fans saying, oh, it looks like a kid's toy. And then kids being like, oh, <laughs> and, and in a sense it was, because you can't tell me every kid watching Raw at that time did not have that fucking spinner belt. Because I know I had like three of them. Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't see this belt spinning. So until that happens, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bitch. It was, it was just a comparison, you know. Uh, kind of like they had the smoking skull title. That's they had. Cool. That was. They had the rocks title with the Brahma bull on it. They had um, fucking what was it? Edge's spinning championship that kind of looked like shit. It was a mockery of Cena, I feel, with rated R. It, it was, but his design, I don't know if you've got to see the design that he drew for it. It kind of took more after the Intercontinental title, but it looked a lot cooler. I uh, kind of wish they would have went with that. Um, I actually, actually like the buildup that they're doing with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage tonight. Oh, me too. I thought that was brilliant. I knew something was going to happen right when I seen him say, come out here, come out here. But see, I don't know why. Uh, see, they, they, they don't make no sense to me. Brian Cage is like, if you're saying like somebody who out of everybody in that company, who do you think legit could beat your ass? You're probably going to point to Brian first. I don't know why he's not pushed like the way that he should be in my mind because, I mean, Jake Hager, undefeated fighter uh, in the MMA, which, you know, he's a legit badass, but Brian Cage, legit, he shows it. You know if me and you walked up to this man on the street, we'd both be intimidated of him. So it's like I don't know why they haven't pushed him to that top level yet. Honestly, I think it's going to happen soon, eventually, when he moves away from feuding with Team Taz. It's just, I don't know. So it's not, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Brian Cage, but I do, I do see a lot of fucking, like, he's fucking good in that ring at times. He can fuck, he was good with the um, Hangman match at All Out. Oh, yeah. Or Double or Nothing. I see it. I see Brian Cage like a uh, Brock Lesnar. When he, when Brock's motivated, he not only will sell for you, but he will get in there and tear the house down just as well as anybody. But if he does not like you or he's not motivated, he's not going to give you a good match. And I'd say Brian Cage is the exact same way, in the sense of, and he did it in TNA. Um, and you can go back and read about how his contract was disputed of what led him being in AEW in the first place. But he definitely reminds me of Brock Lesnar all the way around. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I honestly see a lot in Brock the same with him. Malachi Black, though, man. That, oh. Absolutely brilliant. He's going to kill that dude next week. He's going to kill him. Everything Alistair, Malachi Black, Tommy End, everything he's done since being in AEW has just been pure fucking gold. It's probably my favorite part of AEW so far. Me too. And, you know, Cody Rhodes is so... 
I don't know if you watched that Daniel Bryan uh, video that I had sent you earlier, but if you did, there was one that caught my attention, and that was uh, out of the feud uh, with Malachi Black and um, Cody Rhodes. Cody loses to uh, Malachi uh, all out, and uh, Daniel Bryan, after Cody's defeat, uh, comes out to the ring and gets a standing ovation. And then Cody Rhodes uh, just beats the holy hell out of him. And, you know, then Daniel Bryan, he's not on AEW the next week. He goes, look, and it's kind of like that Randy Orton um, and Edge uh, feud. That's how I feel the way they presented this. Or maybe even where they got inspiration from it, actually. Well, in the sense of, you know, he's like, you know, I'm doing this because I love you that you should be a father at home retired. You're not the same Brian Danielson that you used to be. You're just a company yes man now. And fucking, I can see that getting a huge pop and everything. And the feud going into that, because Cody, he's been acting heel really since the day that AEW started. You know, even uh, the dog with the fireworks thing, and people booed him, but he still claimed to be a good guy. I really think the fans would love a proper Cody Rhodes heel turn because he's great as a heel. I've always loved Cody as a heel. So I think that would be cool. Yeah, heel Cody is awesome. I fucking I love Cody as a heel. Cody as a baby face has gotten a baby has gotten a lot of fucking stale to me. Like I'm right. Because let's see, AEW has been around two or three years, right? Yeah. All right, so in that two or three years, out of all the elite, the only character who stayed the same as the day AEW first started is uh, Cody Rhodes. Agreed on that. I agree. And um... but, Now, here's the thing, though. And you could make a storyline out of this. Have all the EVPs turn heel, right? And fucking... Now, uh, the people who basically run the company are, are your top heels, and you can make them bigger than the NWO. Because, see, the thing with NWO is they had a lot of political power and creative freedom, but they weren't executive vice presidents of a company. You take this and you implant it in a storyline, and you see that the elite are just beating, 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 beating everybody. And you make the fans fucking sick of it. And so then you have this, like, alliance of all the different AEW guys come up. I'd probably have, like, John Moxley as my leader of AEW because just everything John Moxley does is fucking brilliant. And, you know, you could build that into, like, a your War Games Survivor Series type match. I agree with that. You know, you know what I'm still shocked about? What's that? The ending of the main event tonight. MJF makes Chris Jericho tap out beautifully. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Uh, you know, you got to think about this. Jericho has not been defeated for five weeks up to this point. There's no way in hell if you're trying to build a top guy, you know, this not Chris Jericho, because while Chris has gotten all the victories, if you're going to try to make NJF a bigger star than Chris, all right, 
we've seen that Chris can beat all these guys, and the Nick Gage match especially, showing that he can beat some tough sons of bitches. All right, now, if MJF can beat him, and he can beat all these guys, what does that say about MJF? So I already knew that MJF was going to get the victory, but I really hope this pushes MJF into the uh, AEW title picture. Agreed. I see Sammy versus MJF being all out. True, because I'm honestly surprised. MJF has not had an AEW title shot yet, I believe. Yeah, yes. He, he faced Boxley at um, All Out last year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Never mind him. For some reason, I keep thinking like he's going to be like your next top champion. Because when it comes to heels and professional wrestling, not just AEW or WWE, all of professional wrestling, he's the top heel in the business. The next person to beat any title is going to be Hangman, and then he's going to keep the belt for a bit, and then MJF will take it. True, and which I like that. That builds up two two more young guys that deserve it. Hangman, when AEW first started, as much as I know why they went with Chris Jericho, you need a star that the fans recognize to build a company on. I get that. But when, you know, because I had already been watching New Japan and ROH at this point and BTE, uh, before AEW was a thing, I wanted to see Hangman win. And uh, so I'm finally getting something that it's just took me about three, almost four years to get. Yeah, I agree. But, hey, brother, you want to smoke right now? Because I'm actually yeah, sure. going to sleep after because it's almost twice oh. almost. True. Uh, you know, I realized we were 45 minutes and I thought we had only been talking for 10 minutes. I keep staring at this bowl and I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful and smoke yet. I'm just going to wait until he wants to smoke. So I was like, okay. I'm ready to. I've been just sitting here sober like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I ain't going to keep you waiting no longer. Three, two, one. Oh, shit. <laughs> Talk about going all out. That hit was great. <coughs> shit. <coughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you um, tomorrow. <coughs> all right, sounds good, buddy. Anything you want to leave the fans with? Fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you later. Bud. Good night, y'all. Goodbye and good night. Bang. 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 <laughs>